This is Dr. David Shine, and welcome to Business Law 101. So one of the things is we need to control a variety of situations that are in a contract. We want somebody to do something, we want somebody to not do something, or we want somebody to do both, do something or refrain from doing something. And this is intended to be current obligation. And again, another hot link here uh, from the uh, publisher. So what's a quick way of evaluating contracts right here? Present intention to contract, not later, but now. Reasonably definite terms. Again, I like te terms to be real definite. And you need to have the communication of the offer to the party that has the authority to accept the offer on the other side. Courts will supply a reasonable time for performance. If there's a standard in the industry, that's what they'll enforce. If there's no price specified, a court can rule the standard price for that item in the community. Now, if the contract has an incorporation clause, the courts cannot fix it. So a lot of it depends on how the contract is worded, whether the, con whether the courts can make it better. So uh, when we're running advertisements, sometimes the question becomes whether it's an offer. Basically, these kinds of things are not hard offers. Now, that can be different. If I get a proposal to put a new tile floor in one of my rental units and they say, uh, we're providing this estimate, you can accept it by signing here, that's pretty much a hard offer. That's not just a proposal, it's a hard offer. And I, I've uh, been doing some real estate issues uh, lately uh, on my own real estate and I've, I've had to do that where somebody said, hey, we're gonna go in and do this and this and this, here's our contract. And uh, it looks like a proposal, but it's accept, you can accept it simply by signing it or even just emailing them back. So it, 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 keep in mind, a lot of this stuff is not intended to be an enforceable contract, but it's gonna be case by case. Uh, most of you, uh, I usually poll my classes and, and many students have been to one auction or a, or a different kind. If you've been to any charity events, uh, it's very common to have a silent auction or a silent auction plus a live auction. The last auction I went to was in the fall, was a, ch a charity auction and they were raised funds by selling stuff at both the silent auction and the live auction, generated a, some uh, nice funds for the uh, charity. And uh, the, the, the question that comes up is reserve versus without reserve. So if you have something that's extremely valuable, like a, uh, 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 antique painting, again, perhaps a Van Gogh, uh, you wanna make sure that if, it's, uh, if the auction is poorly attended, you don't inadvertently sell a $30 million painting for $20 million. So what you may do is put in a reserve to say, we will only sell this painting for a minimum of $27 million, that's the reserve. And then we are, we're hoping to get up to 40 million and, and Van Gogh's recently, several of them have sold uh, upwards of $40 million. So that's not an unreasonable number. But again, uh, you're risking it without reserve auction is that the thing could sell very cheap if, uh, if people do not vigorously uh, bid on it. This is Dr. David D. Shine for Business Law 101. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform.